everyone. My name is Sarah, and I'm the co-active life coach as well as the host for MindPod. Welcome to the first episode. This is a place where I will be inviting interesting human beings to explore an idea. There is no right, no wrong, no judgment. Just browsing. So let's see what we can stir up. Our guest today is Basma Mukhtar, who has a master's degree in chemical engineering and working in the oil industry. She is born and raised in UAE, and she has been one of my friends since 2005. So let's invite her in. Hi, Basma. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Great. Thanks for inviting me to your show. And by the way, congratulations on the first episode. Thank you. And thanks for joining in. I'm really excited to have you on board. Thank you. Great, great. Okay. Let's get into it. Um, today, we are going to explore friendship. And believe it or not, Lucy and I have been friends for 15 years. So I think we can bring up our own examples, our own experiences. So you ready? Absolutely. Great. One of my uh, favorite things to talk about friendship and, and how how amazing it can be and how amazing it can't be. So excited for this episode. Absolutely, yeah. So what we can start with is um, looking into what roles do friendship play in our lives? What are your thoughts on that? The roles of friendship in our lives, that's, uh, that's a really big one. Um, I think... Uh, we can all agree humans are social creatures. Uh, we need uh, human connection to uh, be healthy, happy individuals. Mm -hmm. uh, that human connection comes partly from your family, partly from your partner in life, and the other third big part would be your friends. So uh, friends are absolutely something that you cannot uh, live without uh, to be a healthy, happy individual. Agreed, agreed. I mean, I think it, it does take up a lot of um, part in our lives, right? And I thought what we can do today, so we have a direction, is uh, kind of like categorize um, the different levels of friendship uh, into three. So we can start with when someone enters your life uh, in, in the circle of friendship, because we all socialize, right? So when we get into that circle of friendship, when we invite them to your circle of friendship, um, how does it begin and what sort of creates us to want to get close to that person? So let's get general with that first and then we can move on to the next level. Hmm. So, I mean, the, the way it usually starts, I think, is, is with a connection. Um, uh, that connection could be any sort of connection. It could be a common interest, a common hobby, a, a common workplace, common university, uh, any common interest. Oh, you know, we, we like the same books. We, we go to the same clubs. Uh, it could be anything. It starts off there. And then, uh, you know, with time, you begin to uh, better understand the person, their personality traits, uh, what's good about them, what's bad about them, the value they can add to your life, the value you can add to theirs. And as time goes by, that's when you can begin to categorize this relationship and see how far it can go. Mm. 
Yeah, I love that you mentioned about, you know, colleagues, like job, jobs can uh, make you have friends, right? Um, so one thing that I want to highlight here is that um, you may have colleagues, you may have um, maybe teams, maybe your family members, they can all be friends. So I think every relationship will have um, a, a little element of friendship. That's true. I think so too. It, it starts off there. Um, I mean, what is a friend? Is someone that you enjoy hanging out with, or mm-hmm. um, you know, you can rely on when you need something, or, or or somebody to do something with? So yeah, definitely, the workplace is is one place where you can start uh, a friendship, the seed of a friendship. But uh, it all depends with time whether it can lead to something more or not. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So you mentioned having fun. So I had that on my list as well. Like you got to know how to have fun together for us to kind of evolve that friendship. And I think a lot of in the beginning, a lot of the times what we do is we share a lot of information, whether it's about us or, you know, what's your work? What do you do? Things like that. And also, um, you're nice in the beginning. Yes, sure. Everyone's trying to put out their best impression, right? Exactly. So you still have that, you know, niceness and you're like more willing to be friendly, uh-huh. put in a favor or to go a little bit out of your way mm-hmm. for the other person. And yeah, but that that can diminish over time. And this is this is, you know, the, the part where you start exploring mm-hmm. what's really true about that person, what they uh, really have to offer what are your real similarities and what are the real differences between you two in terms of everything in life and and the masks go off and mm-hmm. and then you know whether this is something that can move on to the next level or not yeah and speaking of next level what gets us to a closer friendship you want to start well i think there are a lot of different elements to a good friendship like there's, there's, you know, there's got to be a little bit of fun. I mean, I mean, if we're looking at the ideal friendship, it needs to be somebody you enjoy, uh, truly enjoy being around or doing things with. That's, that's, that should be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps that, that usually is, you know, criteria number one for a friendship. It's just someone that you're excited to meet. You're happy to meet. Um, I would say, uh, I guess. The second thing is someone that you can communicate with, someone who understands you. You can share uh, everything about yourself. They can share everything about themselves. And it's, uh, it's mutual. It's uh, respected. There's uh, no judgment. Um, so that, I would say, would be the, the second thing that uh, you would need to look at if it's available in that uh, relationship or not. Mm-hmm. And and for me, I would say the third uh, step is uh, someone who's there when you need them. So you know you've shared everything, you're you've explored each other's personalities and traits and so on. But what's a friend if when you call them up to help you out with something and they're just uh, not there? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, definitely uh, going through these stages, a friendship gets more stronger. Mm. Yeah, I agree with all of that, actually. I also put here, sharing things you don't share with your family members and partners. I feel like once you're comfortable, you kind of start doing that, right? Like, maybe it's about them. 
And maybe you're looking for advice, maybe you're looking for a support or whatever that is. And once you're able to comfortably share that, I think um, you know that your, your relationship's gotten closer. That's absolutely true. And, you know, it's just something that I think is very interesting. There's quite a few people out there, and I'm, I'm guilty of that too. Uh, at some point in my life, I was a very private person. I would not share any of my problems with anyone, um, you know, but I had a lot of friends who would uh, share their problems with me and seek advice and so on and so forth. And for the longest time, I thought that was okay because I could handle uh, my problems on my own. I don't need um, anyone's help or input and advice. And, and even though that might be true from a practical point of view, from an emotional point of view, from, from a bonding point of view, you can't really grow a friendship if you don't bond in that way and share uh, your troubles uh, with the other person. It has to be mutual. It's, it's a key part of a relationship, being able to share uh, the good and the bad with no uh, restrictions. I was an open book with you and um, you weren't in the beginning. <laughs> Right. And um, I felt like maybe you don't think I'm as close friend than, than I think you are to me. So I felt that distance. Right. Mm. Right. And this is the thing, you know, at the time, I didn't think anyone could feel the distance. I thought everyone just, you know, uh, not seeing through this, you know, uh, privacy wall that I had over, but people were seeing it. You were seeing mm -hmm. it and noticing it. And it was uh, taking, let's say it was, a, it was a baggage that was uh, preventing our relationship from moving further. And once I could let that go and start sharing my fears, my ambitions, my troubles, all of that, we've bonded so much since then. And oh, I think yeah. it was a critical part of getting oh, our forward yeah yeah that was like a it's a step forward for sure but a important step definitely mm -hmm. and you also mentioned about help like when you feel comfortable asking for help and I think we all start with you know easy helps right so it's like okay I want to buy an art would you know a good artist for example and slowly, slowly, you start seeing what are the demands and what, where can you meet those needs? Or do you even want to meet those needs? And I think uh, some friendships stay there, you know, because there's a limit. And like you said, when we take that next Transactional. Uh-huh. There's, there's, mm. there's that, there's that. But it's, it's about how people are receiving it and how you're receiving it. You know, how, how, how much help are you willing to give them? How much support are you willing to give them? So the next level, um, so I named it as a deeper friendship. So what does that deeper friendship look like? And we've mentioned a couple of things, but I think this comes with consistency and mutual and connection, but on a further level. And Basma, like I always tell you that you're my sanity check. So hmm. like, I trust your advice. I trust your intentions. Um, there's a lot of that and on top of that if I don't feel like I don't know what's happening to me then people on the deeper friendship level can help me through it that's absolutely true and this is this is what a true friend is is really someone who knows you better than you know yourself 
oh yeah i can't fool uh, i can't fool myself in front of you <laughs> yeah no absolutely not and that's 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 when you really get into that the deeper friendship that you're talking about it's just someone who knows what's wrong with you um before you even know it uh knows that there's a there's something that's bugging you or there's a problem that's emotional or otherwise that you're going through that you might not have fully even figured out or realized uh and then they know that that's that's definitely one of the one of the things you find in a in a deeper friendship yeah yeah and i want to add something else so you know earlier um in the beginning of the podcast i i mentioned that we were friends for 15 years till today but it's been an active friendship so it's it's not like we didn't speak for a year or two years we haven't had that gap and it felt happened. yeah and it felt effortless hmm. but there is effort absolutely absolutely like every relationship is work if everybody thinks i mean you know just taking a little detour here into just you know personal relationships with a partner they mm -hmm. are work everything is work if mm -hmm. if if you're just in it for the fun it's never going to go to that beautiful deeper friendship where you can really connect with someone and be yourself and 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 enjoy the the mental health benefits of of having a really true and deep friend so yeah absolutely yeah yeah and moving on um i feel like i've i evolved because of the close friends that i've had around so when i when i you know uh, spend time with you when i hear you talk there's a lot of learning for me and i've attained some knowledge that i would have never attained by myself right and 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 that's 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 something i think that should be there as well in in a lot of friendships i mean value right our time is valuable it's mm -hmm. it's it's one thing that you can never have twice off you can never go back in time so we need to be making better decisions about where to spend our time and make sure that we are getting something from from getting some value from that and oh. and one way is friends so uh if there is a person in your life that you call a friend that you learn nothing from in any way is not adding any value in your life whatsoever that is time wasted uh mm -hmm. for sure mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and so we touched based on support and you mentioned mental support there's also the physical support you know um mm. so there are different kinds of support and i think not one person can never fulfill all of that it's true however if i use a metaphor i look at it as friendship being the pillar um of of me so if i'm the building um friendship can hold me even if there's an earthquake if there's a quality support that's that makes sense yeah yeah and if and and it's a it's a mutual thing like you said you know like i'm going to have to put in the the quality in there and you're going to have to put in the quality in there and together we hold the pillar so when the earthquakes happen no matter how big of a magnitude it's stable but yes. if it's too if i'm putting too much and you're not or the other way around and even a tiniest earthquake could just break it and then what do you do when you break it what can you do when you break it you can try to fix it 
But again, it's a mutual effort. And at some point, you know, we kind of have to say goodbye to some of the pillars, right? Especially because we're no longer teenagers, always looking for having fun and sensation. You know, it gets deeper than that. Yeah, I think for me, that falls into a category of what I call convenience friends. So these mm. are, and a lot of times you get really disappointed when when you, th- you think that was a really good friendship and it was going somewhere. And then, like you said, the smallest earthquake mm-hmm. and it's over. It was so fragile because it was not built on anything solid. So these are these are friends that you hang out with or you used to hang out with every single day in college and then you graduate and you never see their face again. Yeah. Uh, the same thing at work. It could be somebody you have lunch breaks with, you hang out with on the weekends, on Thursdays after work, so on and so forth. You change your career, you switch your job, you get fired, you never see their face again. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that little earthquake doesn't even need to be an earthquake. It could just be the lack of convenience mm-hmm. now it's not convenient to meet each other anymore now we need to put effort to meet each other and and you know it comes to a surprise to a lot of people but then later when they reflect back and go like um i should have seen the signs you know that day i needed a ride back home and that that person was wasn't there or or you know something or the other i should have seen the signs but but this is the thing i think um a lot of the times we as humans, we rush into things uh, without really thinking it through, without considering all the aspects of things, uh, you know, follow our heart, follow our gut, just go with it. Um, but I think it's important to test a friendship. Um, hmm, how do you do that? Give, give, give the person uh, the opportunity to, mm-hmm. to be the opportunity. I call it the opportunity. Mm-hmm. to be in a position to help you out. Mm. Um, so kind of trusting nope. to rely on and see if they're going to yeah. respond. Yes, mm. absolutely. And, and I think this is something that needs to be done before assuming in your head that this is a person that I can rely on. You need to back that up with something. There has to be an instance where mm. they you have relied on them and they have... Uh, you know, uh, come forth. Mm-hmm. They have responded. Uh, if that has not happened, you are wrong in assuming that that person will, will be there for you. There needs to be proof or evidence that you could rely on that that has happened previously. And I think a, a lot of people, and I'm guilty of that too, of, of falling for that and, and rushing into a friendship thinking um, and investing a lot of time that I wouldn't have invested uh, in that friendship Uh, to see it fall apart with the smallest Mm -hmm. earthquake yeah yeah absolutely so that is support guys uh (laughs) i mean you know there's so many ways we can we can look at it but yeah i think that was great also uh we touched base on trust um i know that you got my back right you know no matter what (laughs) no matter what yeah exactly there's trust there's confidence like we're at a point where we don't need that test. No. You know, and it also doesn't mean that we do 50-50. It's not 50-50. So I know um, I trust you to do a certain things that you're good at. Like I won't come to you and expect you to do something that's out of your 
capacity? Yeah, I mean, personally, I think 50-50 only works if both parties are willing to put more. But 100%. if you were sitting down there thinking, I did this, and then what did you do? And then you did that, and what did I do? And trying to split that to be a 50-50, I mean, money or otherwise, I mean, emotional favors or personal favors or time favors. If you're trying to split that 50-50, that is not a healthy way to do this. It only works if both parties are willing to do more. Yeah. If only one party is, then that's not a healthy friendship. Yeah. That almost sounds like codependence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for, for those of you who don't know codependence, it looks like this is one person and then this is another person just leaning on, you know, leaning on, um, seeking validation, taking more than what you need to take, um, taking up their energy, taking up their time, asking them for a lot of help. So I think all of that is codependence. And that's the balance that you were talking about. It's like, okay, how do we kind of dance together? And that is a tricky one to find that balance mm-hmm. is a tricky one because people are different and, and you have givers. You have people who just give, 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 and they don't ask for anything in return. They don't expect anything in return. They just keep mm-hmm. on giving, 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 giving. And then one day they explode. <laughs> they mm-hmm. just say, Tell me about I it. am done giving. I am done being nice. No more Mrs. Nice or Mr. Nice. And, and you know, but it's partially their fault. I mean, why mm-hmm. did you spend all that time giving mm-hmm. for somebody who has not done anything for you, mm-hmm. you know? And on the other side, you have takers, uh, you know, and and part of the blame as well goes to them. They they just they're selfish. They just take and take and take, and you know, they, every opportunity that uh, presents themselves to them, basically to to take something, they they go for it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so difficult to find that balance to be mm-hmm. in a, a friendship where it's give and take really truly it is a very difficult thing absolutely but if all through you you stay aware of where you are where they are they've passed the test they they've been there when you uh needed them for something and you've done the same if you keep all these checks in place uh, definitely the chances of you being in a in a in a truly give and take mutual relationship increase yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. This is an interesting one. Being able to be comfortable with uncomfortable situations. So there's a lot of scenarios. It could be that you're upset with me and you're obviously not getting over it by yourself. <laughs> so what do you do, right? So I think there's different ways of dealing with that. So if let's say you're upset from me and I go like, okay, I know there's something wrong. I can just ask you, okay, what's up? You know, I'm sensing this. Can we talk about it? And I also know that many people are not confrontational. They don't want to talk about it. And there's another way to deal with that, which is more action oriented. So Hmm. if, if Basma, you're the kind of person who needs a lot of space, spending time with yourself, then I know that, but then I needed you for 10 consecutive days. And I know that something is off. I would give you that space. But I can only do that if I know you well. 
Right. So we're in the deeper friendship level where you truly know the person, sometimes Mm -hmm. even better than they know themselves. So you know that something is wrong, something's off. And you know, perhaps that you've consumed a bit more of -hmm. their energy than they can give you. So because you know all of this, you can just sort of fix the problem very easily by just letting that person be, giving that person their space to recover and then, uh, yeah, move on from there. So, yeah. but, but that only can really happen once you're in that level of friendship because before that, there's all the, you know, the emotional drama, there's all the questions, where, why, how, so on and so forth. It can, it can get ugly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, we did have our own kind of earthquakes, right? And it wouldn't be a true friendship without a little bit of earthquakes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And um we've we've had fights that we both were uncomfortable with. Hmm? But um I think how we overcame that is trial and error and really observing what worked what didn't work and and talk about that not fight about that but like I think we first fought and then we learned how to talk to each other we kind of found that balance and then we got to a place where certain things I I just know you need and then there are certain things I still don't know so I I choose to ask you and right and you're receiving Right. So I I really like that you called it trial and error. I really like that Mm. because that is exactly what what it is. I mean, uh, you know, in the beginning, you don't exactly know how to deal with things, uh, what you should do, what you should not do. But I think what kept us going so far is we both cared enough. You know, we both wanted this friendship to go. We both saw the value that each other add in their lives. So that was there. There was that was there that was unquestionable. And we're both complicated people, but because that was there, we were able to overcome the the obstacles or the fights or the arguments or whatever. We were able to overcome that because like you said trial and error. Mm-hmm. Try this, then work, try that, then work and keep trying different things until we understand each other so well that we're able to deal with things in a much better way and I think it was that it was it was our um dedication sort of Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. make this friendship work that uh that made that happen yeah a hundred percent the the care is absolutely important because that's what keeps us you know do whatever we do why do we do what we do is because we care Absolutely. Yeah, friendships got that too. Right. And also, I think uh, when we get very comfortable, we kind of we kind of do stupid things to each other too. Like we act stupid, we say things, and we're like, "Why did I share that with you?" And we're absolutely okay with that. So I think a true friendship, you can really act stupid, and you can do stupid stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That I have to say. I don't know. Uh, if you really can't be stupid around your friends, you need to just, I don't know, just like... Like you, you know, have issues. Like, 
yeah, this yeah. this relationship is not working. I mean, you're gonna you're you're meeting a friend. Uh, you want to you know feel better. You want to uh, de-stress from work. You want to and, and, and you have to put on a face. I mean, you put on a face every day at work. You put on a face sometimes with your family. It depends on on the dynamics in your family. But what is the point of having friends and and having to put a mask in front of them? That's just that just makes no sense to me. Yeah. So yeah, completely being able to be who you truly are and being in that no judgment, acceptance, free zone mm-hmm. is just a beautiful place to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so I think we kind of established the roles the friendship can play in our lives and how it can sort of, you know, influence us or affect us and how we respond to that. Let's move on to what can create a toxic friendship. Oh, wow. (sighs) Toxic friendship. Uh, A lot, a lot. Uh, I would say uh, one no respect Mm. that would be uh, the first thing I would say uh, for sure if the person and it's not just respect in terms of verbally Mm. respecting you uh, it's respecting who you are your values your dreams Mm -hmm. your goals what you stand for, what you don't stand for. Mm. You, you see, you see, um, like these movies, Mean Girls, mm-hmm. and and all these uh, uh, teenage chick flick movies uh, in high school America. There's this group of girls and they're bullies. And they're but they're tight. They're supposedly a really tight that's pack. Funny. Yeah, but there's always one girl in those in this tight pack that's being bullied in in the group itself. That's being ridiculed that oh what you're wearing is not as good as what I'm wearing you know mm-hmm. or you, your bag is not as fancy as and, and she is within that pack she's supposedly your friend but if there is no respect if someone's putting you down if someone's making you feel less than what you are that is definitely a toxic friendship yeah I agree that I mean what do you get out of that right Someone making you insecure, someone making you not confident, someone kind of like controlling you. And it could be so casual, like, oh, looks like you put on another pound or, oh, that skirt makes you look a bit too fat, mm-hmm. you know, or, or it, could, it's, it's, it could be so casual, mm-hmm. but that level of, or, or the degree of, of putting someone's down in, in a friendship is just it's, it's just completely unacceptable. And, and, and I think if anyone finds themselves in, in, in a friendship where, where they feel uh, less uh, than who they are, they should just walk out immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, earlier on, we kind of mentioned assumptions. And I think you, you kind of gave an advice to that as well, saying that, you know, don't assume, test. Yeah, because if you assume, I mean, how do you know if that's true? That's in your head, right? Hasn't gone out of it, hasn't gotten feedback. And we all have blind spots. Mm-hmm. We all yeah. do. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, we're not perfect. Our brains are not perfect. Our mental capacity are not perfect. And, and, and I just want to add another thing there. If, 
if everyone around you who you know truly cares about you is telling you that this is something that is toxic, this is something that's not good for you. I'm not saying just go ahead and throw it out the window just because, but you need to know that there is value in that, that it, it, it is, it's definitely, there's no smoke without fire. So if mm -hmm. everyone thinks the friendship that you're in is toxic for you, you need to hear them out. Yeah, I think that's very important. Very. And, and, and another thing I'd, I'd, I'd like to add and on about is, is someone's reputation as well, because see a lot of people, they go like, you're just saying that because that person did something bad to you, but they never did anything wrong to me. Mm. So, so yeah, I'm, I've, they've only been good to me so far, so I don't see any reason to stop talking to them. And that I have to say is, not a good argument because uh, if someone hurts consistently uh, hurts and harms the people around them the people that they supposedly care about if they've consistently hurt their best friends their family um, their colleagues they have a track record of that what makes you think you're so special that you're not going to get hurt either like it's, it's, it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. And uh, yeah, I think, I think it's definitely something you should expect to come your way sooner or later. Yeah. History records, history records. Absolutely. Yeah. True. And unrealistic expectations, I think can be very hmm. toxic. Hmm. So it's something that, that I mentioned earlier. Um, if I know your capabilities around your strengths and the challenges, I'm not going to expect you to be perfect in your own challenges. That comes with a, with a very high level of understanding. I think, I think it even starts with just smaller than that. I mean, unrealistic expectations. I think for me... It's someone expecting you to always pick them up and you mm. don't, mm. you know, it's, it starts, it starts with the, the smallest of things. They sure. just expect you to, you know, uh, and they never do anything, um, uh, back it's just an expectation. Mm -hmm. Um, someone who always expects you to pay the bill, uh, Someone always expects you to, I don't know, be available whenever you call them to listen to their problems on and on and on for hours. It could be the same problems, but they just expect you to be there. Mm -hmm. And they emotionally blackmail you when you're not. I'm going through all of this and you're not there for me. Mm. So yeah. I think unrealistic expectations can take on very many different forms and, and, yeah. and ways. Yeah, yeah. And here's another thing, ego. So ego comes from a Latin word, I. So when it's me, 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 basically. When it's always about that person, where's the balance? The center of the universe, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think we all know at least one person 
who feels like they are the center of the universe and how difficult it can be to be around that person who is the center of the universe. They yeah. always find a way to make everything about them. And it could, there's, there's this thing as well, this competition, like you could be going to your friend and complaining about your day and how bad it has gone. And they could be like, oh, let me, t my day, you haven't heard about my, you think no my, and, and that is just, it's just ridiculous. You know, you're, you're going there to, to de-stress, to release, to feel better. But instead it's turning into some competition where, oh, who's had the worst day because you know one person is self-centered and cannot tolerate the conversation to be anything about uh, anything about other than themselves yeah. so yeah interesting characters they are of course of course absolutely and uh you know what um taking the spotlight is 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 not a bad thing i think everyone should have spotlight at them at any point in time but taking that chance from from that person to yourself all the time is not fair no mm. absolutely not and you know uh, one of my favorite definitions of freedom are you know your freedom ends basically when it invades other people's freedom and it could be that so your freedom to express ends when you uh obstruct other people's uh, freedom to express so if yeah. you're the one always expressing your emotions your feelings your thoughts and not leaving any room for the other person to do that then you are invading their freedom yeah yeah i i absolutely agree with that um it's like it's like you're driving and then you slow down and take a break like you, you literally like put on the brake pad in order for other people to cross you know, you can't just keep going, 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 going. Yeah. Wow. Right. So looks like uh, there's so many ways friendship can go toxic. So how can we prevent it from becoming toxic? And what are the ways to having a better friendship? I would say, first of all, know yourself. Hmm. Know yourself, who you are what you like, what you don't like, what you can accept, what you cannot accept. What are your red lines? Mm. Because every person's different. And what's toxic, I mean, I think what's toxic to one person will be toxic to a lot of people in general, but we're all different. And you won't be able to know if someone is toxic to you if you don't know yourself, you don't know what you stand for, your values and so on. Mm -hmm. So I would say that that would be um, step number one. And then you see if the people around you are more towards doing things that you don't like um, or things that you like. Uh, I think that's step number one. And then next thing is basically uh, some people are just plain toxic. There's no fixing them, right? So you need to uh, realize whether that person is toxic or is the relationship toxic and can be fixed because these are two different things absolutely yeah so being able to identify that is also important right for example 
you know, uh, someone who is always selfish, like always, always expecting things and never giving anything in return. Um, that 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 is a toxic person, and and that is probably something that that cannot be fixed. Mm. Um, uh, the only way. I guess to prevent a toxic relationship with that person is to notice is to notice this signs well in advance uh, before getting into something deeper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like that you mentioned that because um, I was thinking of asking. So just asking any questions, assumptions that you have in your head, just go ahead and ask. However, if the person herself or himself is toxic no matter how much you ask you're not going to get it no you're not it's just mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen mm-hmm. and and manipulative people they they can turn tables like no tomorrow no oh, matter yeah. what you bring the way uh what case you put up yes but i was there that day or i did that they they can just turn tables around and you wouldn't know where you are mm-hmm. and, and end up uh, uh, back into the square one again. And manipulative people are just one of the worst people that you can ever deal with. Yeah. And manipulating people also have this quality of taking things or people for granted. And I think we all get to that point at some point you know you get comfortable you go like oh that this person will take care of that this person is good at this so there's this you know you can ask for help from there and we forget to appreciate each other we forget to um remember that you know these people have their lives too and they go through their own struggles so um thinking that they're always going to be available and taking them for granted without any appreciation is is toxic as well so doing the opposite which is appreciating more noticing the small things being considerate can really improve the relationship right and i think one way where i guess a toxic relationship can be fixed in in that context Mm -hmm. is if uh, basically the relationship neither of the people are toxic but let's say just one person is a giver it's just like a Mm. giver always giving 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 and the other person gets lazy it's complacent because mm-hmm. you know what that person's the other person's always offering so that can turn into a toxic relationship because you have this giver who's not comfortable with asking for anything back yeah and will always yeah. offer to give but they don't feel good inside they feel like something's missing they begin to feel used over time so mm-hmm. i think this is one of the uh triggers toxic sort of environments that can be fixed uh if the giver speaks up and and says this is not okay with me um mm-hmm. this is the kind of person i am and i will always be but i would really appreciate it if you step up sometimes and and, and offer uh to do things for me as well mm-hmm. and and then it's up to the other person to realize at that time that oh you know it's been months since I've done anything nice for the other person and they're always doing nice things for me and step up their game and and begin to appreciate their friend more and stop taking them for for granted and and think that's one way to fix things communication is key oh yeah oh yeah 
And I like how you said speak up because I was saying ask, um, but absolutely uh, speaking up uh, is a courageous act as well. And it also shows that there is trust that your friend will listen. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I think speaking up might be one of the uh, difficult things to truly speak up these days. I feel like people, they don't feel comfortable enough to express their desires, express their wants, express what they're seeking. They just, uh, a lot of people pleasers, a lot of people pleasers. Mm -hmm just uh, trying to make everyone happy and them not yeah, really happy. Themselves. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And for me, this is a really big one, accepting and embracing the differences. Right. Yeah, because no two people can be the exact same. And if let's say my value or my belief clash with how you think, you probably think the opposite. Um, not taking that personally and actually respecting that and asking you questions like, okay, so tell me more about your views, being curious about it. Yeah, that is so difficult, I think, mm -hmm. these days. Oh, yeah. Everyone, it is. It's, it's, there's, there, there are no listeners. I mean, you enter a debate, if, we, if two people have two different opinions, um, the person is not listening and uh, uh, to to understand the other person's point of view mm -hmm. rather they are they're they're waiting for the person to talk so they can talk so that's yeah i mean there's no two people that are going to be the same you will have differences you will have differences in opinion and beliefs and and attitudes and everything and the only way is to uh, respect the other person enough to first um, listen, truly, truly listen to their uh, opinion, um, their wants, their beliefs, etc. Understand it and then finally accept it. But you, you don't get to acceptance unless you first have that respect, that mutual respect to first listen yeah. to the other person, truly understand and then accept. But you have to take it the good and the bad. There, there's, there's. A lot of friendships out there where where people sort of invade the other person and ask them to change a lot of things about themselves. You need to do this. Oh, you can't do that. You hang out. You can't hang out with this person. They're not good for you. Oh, you can't go to these places. It's it's. Oh, you need to change your wardrobe. There, it could be. It could be so many different things. Mm -hmm. um, and these can be very toxic uh, friendships as well, ones where they're asking you to change a lot of things about yourself. A true friendship is when you take, accept the person for who they are, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I want to add something there. When, when you have a friendship and we want to support, you know, we want to support the people genuinely we kind of, uh, we can't get into this bad habit of supporting them in the way we think is a good support. And right. yeah, and I think whatever uh, we just mentioned now, like ask, speak up, listen, respect. I think if you do all that, then you'll be able to find the support that that person needs and be that support. 
rather than you saying, but I'm trying to support you here. Why aren't you being thankful, for example? Absolutely. And I think a lot of people feel really bad when they give advice to somebody that they think they should take and then they don't take it. And then they feel really bad, like, why didn't you take my advice? But friendship doesn't mean the other person follows your instructions A to Z. You, that's, not, that's not how it works. You have no control over the other person. The other person makes their own decisions. Support, a supportive friend is there regardless of the choice uh, yeah. the, uh, the friend makes. It, it, it not only, you don't only support your friend if they make the choice that you think is right. You need to support them regardless, whichever choice they make in their life, because you don't own them. You don't possess them. They have their own mind and they have their own capacity to make their decisions. And it's going to be, the consequences are going to be theirs to deal with on their own. So you give your advice and you get your thank you and there's no strings attached. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't take that personal. It's their Mm -hmm. life. We're not living them. They're living them. Right. Yeah. Great. Well, we've come to an end of the show. Thank you so much, Basma. It was super exciting and interesting. I had a lot of fun with you. So thank you for joining. Likewise. Thank you for having me. I look forward to being back again. Oh, yeah. I miss you, by the way. <laughs> Likewise. Lockdown, quarantine, great yep. times. Yep. Yep. Can't wait to see you. And thank you everyone for joining. I hope you had a good time and stay tuned for the next episode. Until then, bye-bye.